You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. You don't need to be tech savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up pretty easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com to start your free trial. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. And he's right this week. Thank you, Brian. I am Dave Graveline. If you're just tuning in, the vocal cord surgery went well from what I can gather so far. I just am not allowed to project like I normally would quite yet probably for another week or two have to be very delicate have to sound more sensuous so i'm closer to the mic and the mic level is increased so that i can speak without being so loud does that make sense yeah okay uh thank you for joining us on this dad's day weekend it's the weekend of friday june 18th 2021 it's our 26th year on the air delighted to have you with us i am dave graveline i'm chris graveline there you go what don't mimic me you can speak normal. It's just like, my gosh, the whole time I was silent for eight days plus, everybody around me was like trying to sign language back to me or or mouth thing. And I'm, one of the things I had on my smartphone was just because I can't talk doesn't mean you can't. I can still listen well. So talk to me. Darn it. I think yeah. I used a different word, but well, I remember when I picked you up from the hospital, you kept you know using the hand motion, you know, like you know, talk, talk. It's like, and I just it's like, well, you know, you don't have to talk every waking second. You could just enjoy the silence and enjoy the car ride. And well, you all enjoyed my silence for <laughs> yes, eight. we did. I mean, I mean, I mean, it's good to have your voice back. <laughs> I just turned on our twenty four seven stream in the control room all day while I was working, and then at least I still got to hear you. You did not. <laughs> don't lie to our audience. That's rude. Speaking of our audience, tell them why they want to participate these days. Um, because of the big, uh, cool, into tomorrow, hot summer giveaway? Question mark or exclamation point? <laughs> exclamation point. Good. We've got thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars worth of stuff. Yep. And all anyone has to do is be heard on the show. And stay tuned next segment because we're going to tell you about some of that really cool stuff that you're going to want. And tell them about the no promises, no guarantees. But No promises, no guarantees. But if you uh, call in or when you call in, tell, tell us a couple of the items that you might like. And then if we have any left, we'll do our best to get some to you. Yeah. And we probably will have some left. But don't yeah, wait Because I'm long. not allowed to take them home. Yeah, no. There's several. You there's don't a, There's this really cool RoboRock vacuum cleaner in there that I would love ah. to have in my living room. But I'm sorry. not allowed. Nope. Unless you quit and then call in, but you have to have like a 90-day probation period to be a I listener. I have to and, just you know. buy my own or just continue to vacuum my house by myself. Yeah, not yeah. letting a robot do it. Just pretend you're the robot. Yeah, well, that's why I had kids. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it is some tech news and commentary time, and then we'll get more to your calls. Gigi standing by from St. Simon's Island, by the way. Google searches will now show results for products listed on WooCommerce, GoDaddy, and Square platforms. The latest moves in the search giant's ongoing effort to gain a bigger share of online shopping. New features will also let brands personalize listings with images and videos that will show up in search results. Of course, Google's attempt to take on 
Amazon mm-hmm. at this point. So good luck to them for that. Well, speaking of Amazon, uh, they did the math, and they would actually prefer getting sued. Yes. I thought that was very funny. You know, Amazon is now going to allow people to sue them. Yeah. Oh, really? If, you know, the company recently changed its terms of service to allow its customers to bring lawsuits against the company instead of having to go through an arbitration process. Now, if it was just that simple as saying, you know, you're not allowed to sue me, you know how many people I could have said that to in my lifetime? Yeah. That would be nice. But uh, apparently, you know, the, the whole idea is in the user agreement that nobody reads. It said in there, if you have a problem with us, you have to use arbitration. And you're not allowed to sue us. Yeah. And because you use the platform, you accepted the agreement. Yeah. According to the Wall Street Journal, the company made the change after over 75,000 Echo users were organized to file individual arbitration cases, which would have left Amazon on the hook for millions of dollars in fees. <laughs> Too bad. Yeah. Unlike lawsuits, arbitration cases are handled by a third party instead of a judge or jury. According to the American Arbitration Association's rules, which Amazon is bound by in its old terms of service, the company involved is responsible for hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars in fees when a consumer brings a case against it. And those numbers add up quickly if a law firm is able to coordinate large numbers of consumers to bring complaints at once. So you imagine if it's thousands of dollars times 75,000 people so far and more counting every day, that is a lot of money even for Amazon. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gosh, unbelievable. There's been a big surge in smart device ownership as Deloitte found an average of 25 smart devices in the average home these days. I think people listening are now going, what? uh, uh, Do I have 25 smart devices? Think about it. You probably do. Now, that's compared to 11 devices in 2019 and at least one device in two-thirds of households. The U.S.-centered study also revealed that speedier broadband has been on the rise in homes with such technology since COVID-19 lockdowns began. So at least that's one good thing most, not all, most Internet service providers did during the pandemic was increase some speeds. And that's helpful. The one good thing you can say about Comcast these days is they charged you less and doubled your speed. I don't know how that happened. I think it's a mistake, so shh, don't tell anyone. Yeah, for now. Yeah. In fact, it's funny because I got my, my Comcast bill in the other day, and, I, and every time I get that email comes in, I'm like, my finger's almost shaking when I open it because it's like I'm waiting for that number to go up again. Yeah, for that other shoe to drop, right? Yeah. Wow. The Hubble Space Telescope has been hit with computer trouble with all astronomical viewing halted. Uh-oh, did the Russians hack it? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> the orbiting observatory has been idle since Sunday when a 1980s-era computer that controls the science instruments shut down possibly because of a bad memory board. Flight controllers at NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center in Maryland tried to restart the computer on Monday, but the same thing happened. Uh They're now trying to switch to a backup memory unit. If that works, the telescope will be tested for a day before the science instruments are turned back on and observations can resume. For now, the cameras and other instruments are in a so-called safe mode. You like your Macintosh better than me, don't you, Dave? I don't have a Macintosh. But see, maybe I can hear people saying this. If it was a Mac, it wouldn't have been a problem. Likely not the case. Can you hear me, Dave? Yeah, but apparently the computer's not hearing the ground-based people. No. Wow. 
<laughs> and supposedly they're launching a, a replacement for Hubble in, in November, but apparently we've got to actually get there first. <laughs> and come on, Hubble has done incredible things, so no wonder they yeah, and, obviously want to make contact. And I'm pretty sure it's already you know outlived its expected life, so you know it's kind of on borrowed time anyway. Yeah, yeah, very true. Microsoft quietly edited a document on its website last weekend to reveal that it's planning to end support for Windows 10 Home and Pro on October 14, 2025. Uh Oh, mark your calendar. Yeah, you only got uh, four more years, four and a half years. Uh, The revelation comes just before Microsoft's What's Next Windows event scheduled for June 24th and admits hints from CEO Satya Nadella that a major new version of Windows is in the wings. Windows 10 was originally released in 2015, so 2025 would be in the typical 10-year time frame that Microsoft allots to supporting an operating system. So you think they would jump from Windows 10 to Windows 25 or something? No, but but a lot of people are speculating that on June 24th they'll announce Windows 11. They haven't yet, but there have been some some leaks and rumors coming out, so we'll have to stay tuned. We'll obviously bring you all that news uh, once uh, their event happens. Of course. We'll stay on it, of course, for you. Among 1,000 U.S. consumers surveyed in April, 67% said they plan to continue to spend more time-consuming entertainment than they did before the COVID-19 pandemic. That, according to a report released just last week by United Talent Agency, one in three respondents said that they plan to subscribe to or use more platforms. One in four plan to consume more genres. And one in three said they plan to consume more international content and or stories by diverse voices. And that's interesting because you stream way too much anyway. I mean, you're always watching something and, and you binge watch things and well, watch I, entire I, seasons I, I of stuff. Cut the cord and, yeah, and but, you know, when you cut the cord, all you can do is stream. I don't have time for that nonsense. In fact, we were at uh, dinner recently with uh, Fausto on our team for his birthday, and he was telling me about this new show that was on Amazon with some guy that does a farm. He was, you know, with, you know, on the Grand Tour, and he has this new farming show. I wonder if it's any good. I was like, yeah, I watched the entire season last weekend. <laughs> it, ca- it came out on Friday. By by Sunday morning, I had finished all ten episodes. <laughs> That's sad, Christopher. That is sad. Well, when I don't have my son for the weekends, what else am I going to do? Work in your garden. I did. But that was take your I, take I your gotta, power walk. I got to do the gardening stuff. We live in South Florida. It's summer. I've got to do the gardening before like eight a.m. Well, that's silly. By the time it gets to be eight fifteen, eight thirty, it's way too hot out there. God. The online shopping boom that has turned Amazon into the world's largest e-commerce company has a dark side: the highest industry injury rate for workers who pack and ship the millions of products sent around the globe. Oh. This is according to a coalition of labor groups. The groups base their analysis on injury statistics reported by Amazon to federal regulators and by surveying the company's warehouse workers. According to their findings, Amazon workers are twice as likely to be injured on the job as e-commerce workers for Walmart, Amazon's closest retail competitor. The injury rate for Amazon's delivery drivers, who are classified as contractors rather than full company employees, also have an injury rate that is 50% higher than drivers for UPS. Whoa. Walmarts are higher. Amazon's. No, Amazons are higher than yeah. UPS. So Amazon's both their warehouse and their delivery drivers get injured on a much higher rate. And I'll bet you that the reasons very clearly are because they put way too much pressure on them. You can't yeah. take bathroom breaks. You have to run with a box instead yeah, of you've get got it. To, you've you know. got to get a certain number of deliveries yeah. prepped and delivered yeah. every day. Oh, unbelievable. Maybe that's why uh, Jeff Bozos is going to space and staying there. 
Yeah, well, that's also why the petition that we talked about in the first hour was, was being to, exactly. to not let him back into the you know into the world. <laughs> the world. <laughs> of course, we've told you previously about how Microsoft is launching a mini refrigerator that looks like an Xbox Series X console. Well, the company finally this week confirmed the launch in time for the holiday season. So you can make it a nice Christmas gift for the gamer in your life. They released a video and a tweet stating, Xbox and chill. Okay. (laughs) Copy much? The mini fridge has an Xbox logo that lights up like the console with neon green lighting on the inside when you open it. The video shows it can hold several aluminum soda cans on its three shelves. Microsoft did not say yet how much the Xbox fridge will cost. But if it's that important to you, price doesn't matter. Yeah. And you're going to get it anyway. So in time for Christmas, maybe you'll get an Xbox fridge. And no, don't I don't need one. Thank you. No. <laughs> Gigi in St. Simons Island, Georgia, listens on WBQO when you need to know. And she's calling. We love you for it. Using the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Gigi. With the influx of hackers stealing and ransoming information, I was wondering, what is your opinion about having paper backups? Mm -hmm. And how many digital backups would you recommend? I appreciate your show. Love listening to it. Thanks a bunch. Well, thank you a bunch, Gigi. It's our pleasure. And thank you even more for participating. Paper backups are common. Uh, They're even borderline required if you use multi-factor authentication. Multi-factor authentication uses your phone or another physical device to confirm your identity before you can log into a site or a program. Now, if you happen to lose your device, you'd typically use a temporary code from a paper backup to allow yourself to log in and address the situation. Yeah. Now, if your concern is storing passwords on your computer, you're better off using software like 1Password or LastPass to encrypt your passwords in a way that a hacker could not decrypt. The reality is that most people's passwords are not stolen from them. They're either freely given by the user when they're tricked by a phishing email, or they're stolen from the company they're being logged into if they have a terrible security practice and don't encrypt their authentication data correctly. Now, you can be careful and avoid the first, but the second one is really out of your control. So your best bet is to use randomly generated passwords stored in an encrypted password manager so you don't end up reusing any passwords just because you need to type them in from memory. Yeah. Pretty interesting, though. And and to answer your question about how many digital backups, if you're talking about, like, the backups of your data on your computer, we've always said to have at least two two backups. I do this here and at my house. I, I back up my work computer here. And I make a second backup that I bring home. Same thing with my home computer. I back it up there and I bring one here to the office so that you mm-hmm. always have your backups in two locations. Yeah, we've suggested for years, I mean, almost the whole 26 years we've been on the air, to you know have a backup of your important stuff, your, your pictures, your videos, your documents, your house documents, things like that, and put it at grandma's cabinet in the kitchen. You know, at her house, somewhere off premise in case of, God forbid, of catastrophe, you've got at least your latest backup. And that's a good thing to do. That's why the cloud backups are so important and so very, very popular the last few years. But, Gigi, you asked great questions and, and hopefully helps folks remember, as we say always, back up, back up, back up. You can never back up too much. In fact, back up all the way into tomorrow.com. Attention Medicare beneficiaries. 
Are you getting all the benefits you need? If you have Medicare, you may now be able to get new benefits. Benefits may include eyeglasses, wellness visits, gym membership, meal delivery, and hearing aids with low copay. You may even find plans with zero monthly plan premiums, zero copays on many services, and zero deductibles. Call 800-901-5093. That's 800-901-5093. Happy Dad's Day to all the fathers out there tuned into tomorrow and Be sure to participate on the program. You can win some goodies. Fathers, mothers, grandfathers, grandmothers, kids, anybody. And in just a couple of minutes, we're going to tell you what you can win. Oh, that's true. And while there's no (laughs) promises or guarantees, stand by to make notes of two or three of the items that you would like. And we'll do our best to get one of those to you. And I don't know what happened to my voice there. (laughs) I think you're still trying to mimic me because I'm not allowed to project fully quite yet as these cords heal. (laughs) Probably. So you're, you're mimicking. I am having some of my own throat pain, and I think it's just sympathy pain for you. There. We're going to yeah. go with that. Losing your vision can have an enormous impact on your life. But new research may be able to replace a damaged retina to restore sight. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute, brought to you by our friends from Dexcom, here's Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. Losing your vision can be a huge hit to your quality of life. The retina is a layer of cells in the back of the eye that transforms light into electrical impulses that are sensed by the optic nerves. When the retina is damaged or diseased, we can lose our sight. Now, researchers have been working on creating artificial retinas using computer chips, but these are inflexible devices with limited resolution. Scientists in Australia have developed an artificial retina that is printed on a flexible sheet. And instead of using silicon, it uses carbon-based semiconductors. The sheet has materials that prompt regeneration of the eye's nerve cells, connecting to the receptors on the sheet. And best of all, the entire system is powered by light, so there's no need for wires or batteries or recharging. The device is produced using standard commercial equipment, so it has the potential to be a low-cost treatment for some types of vision loss. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. Thank you, Alfred. Always providing some real cool info and very tech, health tech, techie stuff tech. <laughs> Alfred Poor, of course, is our insider. And the Health Tech Minute brought to you by Dexcom. Always know where your glucose is headed and how fast. Be sure to visit Dexcom.com for more. That's D-E-X-C-O-M. Dot com. Call in, win stuff. Thank you. Oh, thank you. But why would you want to do that? But cool. Into tomorrow, hot summer giveaway. OMG, do we have goodies for you? All you need to do is call in one of num- a number of ways I've tried to say, and you get stuff. It's that easy. Like from Car Keys Express, they sent a box full of key and remote replacement kits for many popular vehicles that are also available at the AutoZone. Um, Catalyst also sent a box full of goodies, uh, to- including total protection, rugged cases for various iPhone 12 models, Influence Series rugged cases, Vibe Series rugged, all sorts of stuff to protect your iPhones and AirPods and tablets, everything. And speaking of protecting how about your health tivic health sent up clear up microcurrent devices to relieve congestion from colds flu and allergies with carrying cases they sent a bunch of those worth 170 dollars each 
from Roborock, the thing that I can't take home but want to, the <laughs> S6 Max-V Robotic Vacuum, True Vision Smarter Action. This little robotic vacuum is valued at $700. And it's very cool because they did send us one before the summer giveaway to evaluate. No, you can't take it because we're using it here in the studio. And it goes from carpet to hard floors because our studios, of course, are carpeted, but the other office areas and the eating area and so forth, hard floors. It does a really cool job, so you want to check that out. We also have from WeBoost some drive sleek single-user vehicle cell phone signal boosters valued at 200 bucks a piece. Uh, Audio-Technica sent a quiet point wireless active noise-canceling in-ear headphones. And a bunch of other stuff. There's a real cool thing that you need to know, and that is all you need to do is be heard on the program. And during the hot summer giveaway, and we're adding stuff every week, so you want to get a good list of all we have, because maybe you're driving and you couldn't make note of some of the things we mentioned. And by the way, that was only some of the items we have for you. Then visit intotomorrow.com. Click on the post there near the top that talks about the summer giveaway. And you'll see everything there and links to their sites and more details. And, and while you're there at intotomorrow.com, you can click that little red Ask Dave microphone and participate that way. You can record an audio message, a question, a comment, uh, some help for another listener, some tech rage. All of that stuff will help qualify you for some of these prizes. All of that stuff. All of that stuff. Uh, you could also call the 800 number, 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. Or use the free Into Tomorrow app. All details on how to get that app are on our site at intotomorrow.com. Do you take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline during our 26th year on the air. Covering the latest in consumer tech, gadgets and gizmos and products and services, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. And we're even more delighted when you're tuned in, of course, but also when you participate on the program. If your local radio station doesn't carry all three hours of our show, have no fear. You can snag our free podcast from wherever you get your podcasts or certainly at intotomorrow.com. And participate on the program because we love hearing from you, our audience. We'll answer your questions, hopefully solve your digital dilemmas, deal with any consumer tech issues you may have. And you can do it anytime at your convenience, 24-7. You can call the 800 number. It might be the old-fashioned way, but it still works. And that's 800-899-INTO. 800-899-4686. 
Or we love it even more when you use the audio option on our free Into Tomorrow app. So again, snag that wherever you get your apps. Cyber attackers spent 2020 tricking consumers with all kind of spoofed brands like Adidas, or as we learn when we're in Germany, Adidas, and Amazon. Here to talk about a study on how cyber attacks evolved in 2020 is the Global Threat Intelligence Lead with IBM Security X-Force. And that's Nick Rossman. Nick, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? Doing great, Dave. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. Fascinating results about the kinds of things that you guys have been looking into and how especially these dirt bags, I say that as a former police officer as well, have been targeting all sorts of people and especially as it relates to COVID-19. I mean, that's, you know, it's, that's lower than whale poop as far as I'm concerned. You know, I mean, come on, these people. It's amazing. Absolutely, Dave. You, you know, what we saw the uh, IBM Security X-Force team, and as we look back to last year, attackers are using some of the tried-and-true methods like phishing to impersonate brands that you know and love or companies that you trust. And that could be via uh, text message or an email, but they were also using themes from COVID-19, saying that they were with the World Health Organization or hawking PPE and uh, N95 masks even trying to take advantage of people with their stimulus checks. Oh, that's that's just, like I said, it's the worst. And the fact that we have to continue to work on protecting ourselves from all sorts of cyber attacks on a regular basis. Then we add, you know, the COVID nonsense and, you know, the pandemic issues. And you've got to be extra careful. Uh, no doubt you guys have, have uncovered all kinds of common types of cyber attacks. What are the most uh, prevalent ones that consumers may experience? You know, uh Stolen identities is one of the key things, but you know the other area is spoofed brands. So the attackers create websites that look like uh, the brands that we trust. So that could be the, those that were a part of our digital toolkit in the pandemic to keep us connected. Companies like Facebook or uh, PayPal, Microsoft, Google, they'll look have a website where maybe there is an O that's replaced with a zero. Um, so they try to rely on our trust in these brands that we're going to all the time uh, to get us to click unrecognizably, uh, where they might try to steal our credentials, install malware, or get our credit card information. And there's nothing that these brands themselves are doing wrong. It's just what the attackers have in mind. Yeah, we tell our audience all the time for all of these 26 years we've been on the air, don't just click links if you're not expecting it, if you don't know who it's from. And even if you mouse over it, that should give you an indication that, as you say, if you see an O is is a zero and, you know, it looks close to maybe being legitimate, but not quite. Well, if it's from your bank and it is your bank... Go directly. Don't click a link. Go directly to their website from your computer or your phone. Don't click these links so that you know you're going where you need to go. So I'm glad you bring that up because it's something we try to remind our audience about all the time. And yet we're all susceptible to these kind of things and sometimes click on them that we think is from an appropriate uh, sender. And it isn't. 
Now, what are those? Oh, you talked about uh, spoofed brands. I'm wondering what uh, some of the top spoofed brands. I know that uh, Adidas, or we again, we're told by the Adidas people when we're in Europe, it's called Adidas. Uh, but they they kind of became a, a Yeezy target, if you will, for scammers. Uh, tell me about uh, things like that that you guys are are uncovering more and more of. Absolutely. So as we were tracking these spoofed brands last year, our top ten for the first time had a consumer brand, Adidas that was among those spooked by cyber criminals. And we went back to say, hey, what was driving this? Was it people trying to get sweatpants during the pandemic? Well, as we looked, we saw Adidas drop two big sneakers last year. Um, The Superstar, as well as the Yeezys, Kanye West kicks um, that were a billion-dollar piece of revenue, according to Adidas. Well, attackers knew this as well, and they are trying to, you know, attach themselves to Kanye's stardom, Kanye's social media influence, and stood up sites that were trying to hawk his kicks. Mm. And they looked really convincing, and the websites themselves, you know, changed words around with Adidas. They were pretty short links, and it's all to get sneakerheads, people who are interested in those Yeezys, to be able to click, and it could have been to steal information from them, their credentials, or even credit card information. It would be simple for the attacker and reliable if they're trying to sell shoes for several hundred dollars, a thousand dollars. It could be a big payday for them with these sites. Oh, for sure, especially when somebody thinks, wow, I've got to have those. That's amazing. And, yeah, they look like they're the real thing. So here's my credit card. Send me a pair. Not only do they never get the pair of sneakers, but they get ripped off for all sorts of other things now that they have their credit card info. Absolutely. It's amazing. And, and of course, what industries, because we talk about consumers, you know, we're all targets for the various things. But what industries were also the biggest targets for cyber attacks? Well, Dave, as we went back, you know, critical industries changed during the pandemic. We typically think of them as energy companies or telecom. But the industries that were hit the most were often in manufacturing, healthcare as well. And, you know, in the manufacturing industry, it goes back to ransomware attacks. And a ransomware attack is when the attacker gets on your network and they freeze your computer. You get a note there. You can't log in. And it says, hey, you've got to pay us. Uh, to get your information back. And sometimes they don't even give you back your information if you do pay. And manufacturing companies are great targets for this because they're running 24 by 7, whether that's getting new shipping info, info in via the invoicing system or just trying to run their plants all the time. And then the other area was healthcare. And about 30% of the attacks that we saw had something to do with ransomware in the healthcare industry. And, Dave, imagine you go to the hospital in the middle of the pandemic. You go to the nurse's station to check in. The nurse looks up to you and says, I'm really sorry. I, I cannot check you in. My computer has been ransomed. I can't even log in. Oh. And these are the type of devastating attacks that have occurred in healthcare, manufacturing, but also state and local governments and uh, school districts. And Nick, when you talked about ransomware, I know that your IBM research showed that nearly one in four attacks observed last year were ransomware. I wouldn't have thought it would have been that many. That's that's incredible. The business is booming if you're a ransomware operator. You know, we saw one particular group that we track. 
they could have earned about $120 million. That's just one group. There's dozens of them. This is big, big business for the bad guys. And that, of course, brings up the obvious, Nick, and that is what can companies and those of us consumers, how can we better protect ourselves from cyber attacks? Well, I think there's key three, you know, three key things. One, history tends to repeat itself. So be aware of what's coming in 2021 related to COVID-19, of course, right? We're going to see some of the same themes, PPE, stimulus checks, you know, news about vaccine distribution that the attackers are going to seize on. I think, you know, I cannot emphasize enough, Dave, as you brought up with your uh, your listeners, listen, be aware of where you're clicking. It's so important. I think that message can't be repeated enough. It's how the attackers get into our environments, get into our credentials. You really got to be aware. I think, too, as you're managing your own accounts, make sure you're changing your passwords. Now, these things sound really, really simple, but it's vital. You can't have the same password on your bank account, your corporate email, your personal email, your Amazon account. It just makes you more susceptible to attacks. And if you're an organization, turn on two-factor authentication. Make sure that's enabled with the platforms you use. That can be a little bit annoying. I understand it's when you get that extra message on your phone when you're trying to log into your email. Mm -hmm. But it can be something simple for consumers and companies to do and make it a little bit more frustrating for attackers. And Nick, great, great points. And and, and yeah, it, it is a little irritating sometimes. But you know what? If you get used to the fact that, okay, I got to have my phone nearby anyway, so I'm going to get a code. Usually it's a six-digit code, and then I'm going to put it in my computer, and then they know it's me. Well, be thankful for that, <laughs> because if it was somebody else trying to log in, you suddenly get a code, and you say, for what? I didn't request a code. Well, there you go. Now immediately go in and change your password, too, because they are getting that far into an account or a, a platform or whatever else. And that's enough to let you know that there's an issue. So fix it right away before it becomes a bigger issue. And where can our audience go for more info? If you want to read the report, go to ibm.biz slash threat index. 2021, you can read about X-Force's findings from last year and get some more security recommendations. Terrific. And of course, IBM.com slash security, also where you can see where IBM is helping to put security everywhere to help us all thrive in the face of uncertainty. Nick, you're a delight to chat with. I look forward to getting you back because there's so much more that we even barely scratched the surface on. We want to Make sure and stay on top of this. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Nick Rossman, the Global Threat Intelligence Lead with IBM Security X-Force. And again, IBM.com slash security will let you see what he and his team are up to on a regular basis. While you're online, be sure to hit us up at intotomorrow.com. I'm back with much more as we bring you further into tomorrow right here on the Advanced Media Network. You don't need to be tech-savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com 
That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com to start your free trial. A very happy Father's Day on this Dad's Day weekend. Thank you for tuning in to Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. New podcasters may need some help setting everything up. Blueberry's top-notch support team is ready to help you just like they helped us. Go to blubrry.com. And they answer their phones. They do. Unlike a lot of other podcast providers that it's like you can't get a hold of anybody if you have a question or a problem and what do you do and... Blueberry takes care of you. I, I, I prefer to call them blueberry because there's no ease. Blueberry. Right. But blueberry without the ease. Same thing. Neil in Atlanta, Georgia, listens on AM 920. The answer. Welcome into tomorrow, Neil. want to know what's better. Uh, I own a uh, Samsung Android and my wife owns an Apple iPhone. That one. And <laughs> she keeps claiming the iPhone is better, no, but it's... I tend to like the uh, Samsung Good. Galaxy Note. You married a smart woman there, Neil. No, Neil, you're the smart one. Um, here's the thing, Neil. Neither one is better. Uh, you hear that coming from me, Dave, an Android user, too. and Chris, an iPhoney, also admits it. Both do the same thing in a way that is 99.9% the same. Their products are interchangeable, and it's down to personal preference. Yeah, that's what I tell people all the time. They basically they, they do the same thing. They just go about it a different way. Mm-hmm. But it, the end result is always the same. Um, Apple is better if you want to be tracked less, <laughs> while, of course, still being tracked, Yeah. Um, or have other Apple devices. Samsung is better if you want to better integrate into Google's ecosystem, and that's really about it. Um, neither one of those companies deserves your blind loyalty any more than the brands that package the lettuce at your grocery store do. Oh, good point. So, yeah. Never thought of it that way, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. So uh, you and your wife should fight over something more important uh, instead, like pizza toppings or what music to play in the car. <laughs> you shouldn't fight at all. Pepperoni and country. There the, you go. How about Hawaiian pizza <laughs> and pop rock? No. <laughs> that's probably my most controversial um, opinion. Pineapple does not belong on pizza. Yes, it does. Yeah. You see? It, you see? You see what you started, Neil? <laughs> <laughs> and so, Neil, if, if you're a dad, happy Father's Day as well. Uh, but. Good question. We get it all the time, and hopefully it's an adequate answer because neither really is better. And we both admit that, and we both generally fight to the death for our various platforms. And I have Samsung Note devices as well. doesn't have to be Samsung either. I mean, Android, that's another advantage, if you will. You have so many more options with Android. By the way, they have so many more devices out there than iPhones. People think iPhone. everybody has an iPhone. Not true. There are more Android devices of all kinds than there are iPhones. So you have more variety, at least, you know, in, in features and things you like and style and all that. With Apple, you have the iPhone. And that's it. And you think they would have learned their lesson, Apple, you know, back in the days of the, the whole Apple and PC um, fight. You yeah, know, was, that Mac was the issue back then. PC. Because, you know, Macintosh, they kept their computers. That was it. It was them. They, you know, they, IBM decided they want to go for a more licensing thing. So they opened it up so that other manufacturers can make their PCs. And, yeah. And it's the same way with the phones. You know, Google sure. decided to do a more open atmosphere with their operating system. So they opened it up to many other manufacturers. Yeah. You, you know, more than just Google make Android phones. Whereas, as you pointed out, if you want a Mac, it's only Apple. Yeah. Period. The end. But look at all the different PCs available. 
and all the different brands and all the different styles and everything. I mean, it's just it's just mind boggling. So there's that. So, Neil, you're right. Into tomorrow.com for more. Guys, by now, you've heard the great news. If you've wanted to try Viagra or Cialis, but were worried about the price, Blue Pills Direct can finally give you the results you've been looking for. Why pay almost $15 per pill when you can get the same results you need for only $2 per pill? That's right. Call today and receive 50 blue pills or 50 yellow pills for only $99. That's only $2 per pill and saves you almost $500 from your local pharmacy. Why wait? Call 888-914-4247 today and finally have those breathtaking, toe-curling moments again and again. Call 888-914-4247 right now and we'll rush your order discreetly packaged to your door. Just call 888-914-4247. That's 888-914-4247. Call 888-914-4247. Welcome back into tomorrow. Did you know that until 2010, carrier pigeons were faster than the Internet? I actually did know that, but that's because I'm a geek. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that and the fact that you wrote it down for me. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline, and this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. Text RADIO to 35000 for more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. Fred in Merced, California, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast on PodBay and is calling, we love you for it, using the Into Tomorrow app. Hey, Fred. I have an Acer computer with a solid state drive and i heard that with solid state drives they should not be put into hibernate mode when shutting down but rather be kept in only sleep mode or powered down completely what i heard is that longevity of the solid state drive will not be as long as with sleep mode or complete power down. Let me know. Thanks. Well, Fred, we'll do our best to let you know. Both SSDs and HDDs, hard drives, have a shelf life. In the case of SSDs, that was more noticeable on write operations, but it's largely not something anyone really notices anymore. Yeah, SSD cells are built to support a given number of write operations. That number varies depending on the model and is not really standard. Uh, These days, most users will replace the computer before even thinking about how much longer the SSD has left. So they've improved greatly over the years. Um, Generally speaking, hibernation will put more strain on the drive since everything that is in RAM will be saved to the drive every time. But given how large SSDs are these days, it's not really a huge problem for them. If you're hibernating your operating system several times a day, though, You'll probably benefit from using sleep mode, but realistically, uh, you most likely won't notice the difference in the long run, and your drive will last. Yeah, they will last a long time. And remember, there's no moving parts. That's one of the main differences between hard drives that have moving parts. Uh, Solid-state drives are just that. They're solid-state. There's no moving parts. It's all electronic. And... Everything is faster as well. So we've said all, all along, once you go SSD, you never go back. So they are more expensive, but... 
I wouldn't worry, Fred. I think you're in good shape. If you want to check out our show notes and all three hours, as well as our cool, current summer giveaway prizes, visit intotomorrow.com. 